Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Angela Montano, and you have called into our global live prayer call, Prayer on the Air. And here we are, our final prayer gathering of 2020. And as I wrote in our email, it's an opportunity to release 2020 in an awareness and maybe even a heightened awareness of what really have been and are the lessons uh, for us in this year. And I know when I think of lessons, you know, it's easy to think of like, well, what is what 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 are the lessons for the whole world or what's the lesson for the United States or and yet as interesting as that conversation is and can be i'm inviting us on this uh it's a beautiful day here in LA it's rainy and sunny at the same time it's it's quite beautiful and i'm inviting us on this day to to really Look at what are the lessons and the blessings of this year for each of us personally. So I'm inviting you, I'm inviting myself to really like, what is it Angie is, you know, is, is, is receiving as the lessons and the blessings of this year? And, you know, it might be something we, even for those of us on the call who journal, might even journal about it. It can be a powerful time to really look at what have you learned this year? What have you learned about love? What have you learned about uh, the presence of love moving through you as you, you know, what is it that you are to release? What is it you are to embrace related to the lessons and the blessings. And even though I say those words like lessons and blessings, like they're two separate things, they're really one thing. The lessons are the blessings and the blessings are the lessons. I think of the Tao Te Ching that says, what is a good man, but a bad man's teacher? What is a bad man, but a good man's lesson? Meaning all things work together for good. You know, all things work together for good. So As we move into our prayer call today, what are the lessons and the blessings of this year for you? We're going to be inviting ourselves to pause, to consider this deeply, to open. And maybe even while we do that at the same time, or perhaps it's more consecutively, we are in addition opening prayerfully to 2021. And what does it mean to open prayerfully? Prayerfully, full of prayer. For me, that means I'm opening to this new year with a sincere curiosity regarding my oneness with a power greater than my thinking. Most of us can get pretty caught in believing our thoughts and believing thoughts that are dualistic. I'm good, I'm bad, I'm a winner, I'm a loser, I'm poor, I'm rich, I'm thin, I'm fat. You know, all these variants of good, bad, right, wrong. And prayer always is about transcending duality. It's always about a non-dual 
dual existence. Love doesn't choose sides. Prayer doesn't choose sides. So as we grow spiritually, we realize I am you, you are me. We're not on different teams, different sides. We are, you know, all one in the loving. And moving into 2021 prayerfully, uh, for me, means moving in aware of a power, a presence greater than my own thinking. Now, many mystics and saints say that the power and presence greater than our own thinking is actually what we are, that we are created out of love itself. And that's why I often say there's who you are, there's who I am, and there's who you take yourself to be, and there's who I take myself to be, right? I I take myself often to be a conglomeration or a conglomerate of, of the thoughts, I think. You know, many of us are very infatuated with our thoughts, and we believe our thoughts of duality and we're trying to get all the good thoughts and the good feelings and get rid of the bad thoughts and the bad feelings but when we prayer we're offering this dynamic of stressful thinking trying to be one thing rather than another thing you know some people are trying to be bad rather than being good some people are trying to be good rather than being bad we're we're offering this to love itself and allowing everything we consider to be our our flaws, our shortcomings, our weaknesses to be used for the purposes of love. And everything that we may consider to be our gifts, our talents, to be used for love. And then when we all open to a year prayerfully, we're also open to maybe the things I consider to be my flaws or my gifts, <laughs> maybe what I think my talents are, <laughs> maybe those are my flaws. You know, humility is so much a part of prayer. And in that humility, uh, we can lighten up. We can lighten up. So I welcome you to our Prayer on the Air 2000 final uh, call of the of this year. We will begin with our opening prayer, and then I will take prayer requests And you just chime in by pressing star 2. I invite you to do that now if you've come via the telephone, star 2. Please raise your hand. And um, if you're tuning in via the web, there's that little square. You should see it on your screen. And you can write a note, a prayer request uh, for, for all of us. Another thing I wrote in the email uh, announcing this call is, you know, What we're doing on this call is we're supporting one another in consciousness. That's what prayer is. I'm maintaining as deep as I can an awareness of of your completeness, of your oneness and union in divine loving intelligence, in prosperity, in joy, in peace. And that's what you're doing with me for whomever is asking for prayer It's what you're allowing to be done for you when you request prayer. And when you relate to a prayer request like, oh, I I could have asked for that or I could see how I need that too, you are doing simultaneously a sending and receiving. You are 
sending support even as you're receiving support in consciousness. It's a consciousness of wholeness, an awareness of wholeness that heals. So when I'm requesting prayer, I might be really caught up in a sense of separation, you know, based in in my narrative, my story I tell myself about myself. I might get really snagged, really snagged around something, and you're like, ah, easy peasy pie. I'm not snagged about that. That doesn't scare me. I'm knowing, Angela. I'm knowing your wholeness. I can see your wholeness through this. This is, I'm not going to judge by appearances. I can know the wholeness of Christ consciousness through this. I can know the wholeness of the Atman presence, the Buddhic mind, right where you are for you through this. See? So that's why in prayer, you know, we, I think of it as a beautiful thing that we need one another. You know, I need you to know for me what I may be, you know, it's hard for me to know for myself, difficult for me to know for myself. And then I do that for you. Now, of course, the other extraordinary thing is <clears throat> when we support one another in prayer, we, we grow stronger in our conviction. And it's the conviction related to the invisible presence of love that when we lean into the invisibleness of love, healing happens. Love heals. Love heals. It heals our perceptions. So prayer is a gift that gives as we give prayer and prayer is a gift that gives as we receive prayer. If you're here for the first time, again, star two to raise your hand. And uh, as I said, right in the little box, if you're coming via the um, web. So let's get on with it. We will begin with our opening prayer now. Focus your attention on your breathing. Know that you are gathered together with people all over the world, all over the world. You know, we have this extraordinary, I know people have asked me how many people are on the call. Weirdly, I don't know uh, because I don't get a count of all the people coming via the web I've calculated it before to be maybe like 300, but when I've looked closely, it kind of tickles me because it's like we have one person, you know, in New Zealand, you know, three people in Australia, you know, one person in Italy, one person in France, you know, and and it's kind of amazing that it does span the globe. So wherever you are, you're, you might be the one for that entire region. Anyway. I don't know why I'm sharing that, but let's go. Ah, So as we focus our attention on our breath, let us already let go. Let go of an individual sense of personhood. I have to do well. I have to do it right. I can't do it wrong. We're letting go of this burden of having to be somebody and do it a certain way. Pleasing this person. Pleasing that person. 
letting all that go. And as we pray, we're, we're, we're going deeper than our individual sense of quote-unquote self to, to source energy, source energy, sourcing, animating our life and its intelligence, its power. It knows how to live this life known as, for me, I know I'm labeled, called, named Angela, known, labeled, called, whatever your name is. You know, we're all portals, the portal of wholeness known as, you know, Jennifer, Ruby, Caroline, Susan, Mark, John, Joe, Annie. You know, just just note that you are a space, you are an opening for that which is greater than your own thinking. Love divine, life eternal, joy not dependent on circumstances. So we open to the truth of beingness as we open our hearts and minds to be deeply nourished by truth, by prayer, I accept that this 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 meeting today is deeply and powerfully blessed that that which is to be said is said what is to be heard is really heard what is to be let go of released is released and let go of and that which is to be embraced welcomed ah is welcomed and embraced this This prayer on the air is blessed, top to bottom, head to toe, from the center to the circumference. In the infinite, I am. I accept this. I let this be. I let go. I let God. I let truth. And so it is. Amen. 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 Ah, so I will unmute us all now. It will be a, a, a chorus of voices. Just say whatever you want. Um, hello, welcome, good morning, happy new year, whatever your blessings. Uh, one, two, three, we're all unmuted. Good morning. Good morning. Love you. Love you. Blessings to everybody. Love you all. Peace, joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. So from here, we're going to go to our uh, written request, and we're going to go back to the phone, and we go back and forth between the written. We've got Rhode Island, Deborah, Deborah from Rhode Island, dear Angela. I'm writing for prayers for my mom, Joan's funeral mass, 1228. It will be happening at the same time. Um, let's see. Ah, ah, it happened this morning. Okay, so just a few hours ago. We cared for our mom on home hospice for eight months, and this was right after our dad passed last April. I would like to request prayer also for our brother, John, who is hospitalized with serious illness. He will miss our mom's funeral and likely will be discharged home with home hospice. 
the evening of her burial. I asked for strength, endurance, hope, family harmony, and grace that we navigate all of this at once. I know that many have equally and even more challenging times in 2020, and my heart goes out to all your listeners with my love and prayers. It is so difficult for so many this year. Much grace to all our first responders and healthcare workers who work tirelessly during this time of need to help everyone be safe and healthy. Asking for grace to descend upon all who need it, even before they ask for help. Thank you, Angela, for your wonderful prayer support now and always. Ah, so beautiful, Deborah, and so grateful to have this opportunity. Isn't it a privilege for us? This is this is the thing about prayer. We never need to feel helpless because in consciousness we are surrounding Deborah and her family, her mother's service, her mother as she transcend as she soars in the greater beyond of this dimension, and her brother in the stage of of transition that he's in. So we just allow ourselves now to take this breath and exhale this breath. And we take this breath and we exhale this breath and we give this breath to Deborah. Accept the breath that we breathe collectively as this prayer on the air global tribe I accept that the breath we breathe on behalf of Deborah has all that she has requested. In the prayerful breath we give Deborah, breathing on her behalf in a spiritual sense, I accept that it is imbued with grace, with strength, with hope, with endurance, with family harmony with all that she needs, all that Deborah needs, even before she is asked. I bless Deborah in her heart of compassion for all those who have moved through such transformational times, such challenging times this year. And so we 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 pray with Deborah, we we take her lead in sending our love in energy to first responders, healthcare workers. And to everyone who needs grace, even before they ask, let us know that our collective prayer agreement is powerful beyond our comprehension. And right now, in this eternal instant, grace from beyond our understanding is distributed to all those who need it before they even ask. We're holding those individuals in our prayers in this moment. And that includes you and me. I say it is done. Something magnificent has happened. This prayer is complete even as it is eternal and everlasting. I bless Deborah. I bless her family. I bless her mother. In the greater beyond expression of her being. So be it. 
so be it. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Diane in the UK. Hi, Angela. I hope you and your family have had a peaceful Christmas. We actually did, Diane. Thank you. Could you please pray for my daughter and all young people returning to the universe, to university in the new year for their health, safety, strength, hope? Can you also pray for a first year university student who is currently going through their chemotherapy and for everyone affected by COVID, either directly or indirectly, especially those who have been very poorly or or who have lost loved ones. Can you please pray for an end to the pandemic and for a better year ahead? Thanks. Many thanks. Love and light, Diane. Thank you for that beautiful prayer and inclusive. It's so interesting, you know, with all the prayers I do or I facilitate, I administer. I don't really feel like I do the prayers. They move as me, through me. But, you know, when one touches me personally like this, you know, pray for all the university students because I know so many university students because my daughter's that age. You know, I feel this kind of, you know, heightened gratitude. Like, like I feel how I need to know the truth for these people. So it's it's very interesting. Just notice what happens to you in terms of how you personally relate to certain prayer requests more than others based on your own personal life experience. So, you know, I'm counting on all of us. Like you might have a deeper insight in one prayer request than someone else, you know. So we're all in different ways more connected to certain prayer requests. And that that's just a beautiful thing I just wanted to say. So as we turn within on behalf of Diane, you know, we are we are right now surrounding every university student in every continent, in every country. So we're really paying attention right now. This would be, I guess, you know, I mean, you can be any age at a university, but for, I guess, in general, we're really praying for those who are, I guess, somewhere between like 17 and 23-ish, I guess, or, you know, obviously graduate school is older, but for those university students, we're praying, we're knowing for them wholeness, completeness. We're knowing for them resourcefulness, ingenuity. We're knowing for them adaptability. We're knowing for them joy. We're knowing for them peace. We're knowing for them support. They're deeply supported. We're knowing for these young people balance in terms of, you know, this interesting walk they have of a need to socialize and yet a need to honor COVID protocol. And in God, there's a way. God makes a way out of no way. So let us be miracle-minded and know that there is a way where these needs for connection and need for safety, they're not in conflict. 
Let us affirm for university students throughout the world connection to the deep source energy of their own being, connected to the deep I am, the deep I. Let us affirm the deep I connection, guiding each and every one of them accordingly, according to joy, according to peace, according to love, according to the triumphant tone, the victorious tone of truth. I bless university students. In particular, we place into our prayers on behalf of Diane, this one uh, university student she is having on her heart and mind who is going through chemotherapy. So even though we don't have a name, it doesn't matter. We're just blessing this being who Diane is thinking of, who's taking a treatment for her health, for her wholeness. We're blessing the chemotherapy treatments. We're, we're naming them holy, blessed. And we're praying for everyone affected by COVID, directly and directly. That's clearly all of us. And as so many, everyone all over the world, really. And for all those who have lost loved ones this year. And then we ask, then, then Diane asks us here for a direct prayer. There's, there's kind of indirect prayer requests and direct pray to end the pandemic and for a better year ahead. And so this is where we know a completeness, an end to this pandemic, an end to suffering. And we're knowing brightness is ahead. Let us envision this. Let us place this upon the altar of the Holy Spirit, releasing this request into prayer for its fulfillment. So be it and so it is. Amen. 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 Oops. Ah, there we go. So moving to our um, to our telephone lines. Um, oh gosh, what did I just do? Okay. It looks like Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, the last four digits, 0212. Can you hear me? No, Broxton. Or Brockton, Massachusetts. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. All right. So that. If if you, that was you and you didn't know how to unmute yourself, you can just raise your hand again and we can try again. And let's see. I need to refresh my page here. I think I accidentally, I was trying to call on someone from Boston. I, I don't know what I did. So if you were from Boston, uh, just raise your hand again, please. Uh, for now, we will go to, looks like Jennifer from Texas. Hello, Jennifer. Three. Hi. 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 Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. So good to be on the call again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. My, thank you. Yeah. My my prayer today is for my grandmother. I came back to Texas for the holidays. And um, 
I went to go see her and my dad on my, on Christmas. And her health is not doing the best. Um, her spirit is always, especially, you know, like when their kids are around. Um, my dad watches over her and he's not very nice. He's never been nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want her to be protected because I saw and I witnessed things that I have been witnessing for years that nobody deserves to be put through. And um, I don't really know what action to take uh, regarding that and how she's treated. And um, for her to always, you know, be in really good spirits whenever, especially, you know, when I'm around or my son is around, it's, I just want her to be protected and safe and I want the best outcome for her health and for her just well-being overall. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you are do you feel there's like is it is it for you as you see it just like a lack of TLC and attunement or do you feel like gosh I think that's elder abuse or are you like I don't know. I don't know. Like, where are you at? Knowing how my father has been with me and um, the things that I see as far as how he treats her, it's like borderline. I know that there hasn't been any physical abuse, and yet she falls a lot. And when he goes to pick her up, it's like it's an inconvenience to him and it's her fault that she and he calls her names and it's just, it's abuse. It might not be him hitting her yet, but it's, it's still, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in cases of abuse and I understand you're saying it's borderline and, you know, <clears throat> you know, when one is abusing someone, the abuser is in some state of overwhelm. So we really want to pray for your father mm-hmm. in addition to your grandmother and really in addition to you. You know, you can't unsee what you see, you know, and, and our prayer is like, are you guided to do something, say something, uh support in some way, you know, and we just want to really the the bottom line in a certain sense of this prayer is really deep inner listening. And then it's, I did a whole year once where I prayed to be obese to my inner voice, like, you know, to listen and then follow the inner guidance, which I find not easy to do personally. So we're not putting anything on you, Jennifer, like, well, you've got to handle this. We're not doing that. God is in charge. God is large and in charge. And you may be used in this situation, you know? So we don't want to overwhelm you. And yet there in God, there's a way. God makes a way out of no way. Mm -hmm. So we really want to be oriented towards 
relief for your grandmother, for your father, and for your family. Okay, so you know what I'm what what comes to me as the first thing I want to put into prayer on behalf of Jennifer is peace. You know, I immediately see an image of you having a deep, peaceful sleep, knowing all is well, and like you already have this vision of your grandmother protected, cared for, safe. And that's already what is happening in God. And we go, okay, how can what we know is possible, what is happening in the divine realm, how can this just happen, right? We just want to say yes to that. Whatever needs to occur for your grandmother to have loving, tender care, tender, loving care, we're opening to that. So we first begin this prayer just honoring where Jennifer's grandmother is, tender loving care is. We're, we're placing our attention in, through, as, all around Jennifer's grandmother and her own consciousness. That, that, that even as she may be falling and having certain needs, she is a powerful being. She's a powerful being. And I'm just knowing that she is powerful in love, powerful in spirit. We're just surrounding her in an acknowledgement of her wholeness, an acknowledgement of her power. That she can say no and she can say yes. And I'm just honoring her own field of power. I'm blessing and 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 blessing Jennifer's father. You know, hurt people hurt people. So where is he hurting? What's happening where he is overwhelmed and needing to blame someone else? So often individuals are caught in a realm of blame. You know, all we do is throw the hot potato of blame. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's their fault. It's his fault. It's her fault. It's their fault. It's, you know. And for so many of us, that's just life. The hot potato, we keep throwing a blame. Oh, I've got it, so it's my turn to feel guilty. I'm going to throw it to you. Now it's my turn to feel righteous. Oh, darn it. It got thrown back to me. Now I feel guilty. Or unfairly judged or whatever. So let's just imagine the hot potato of blame just being laid down, laid down, laid down, laid down. Only love is here. Only love is here. I'm knowing there's a way for love to flow here and I bless Jennifer in one who is available, grounded and centered in this possibility that love can flow for her grandmother in a deep and powerful sense of protection. I claim for Jennifer deep clarity around what is mine to do. What is not mine to do, but what wants to be done through me, as me here in this situation. I just know for Jennifer clarity. I bless her. I bless her family. I accept safety and well-being and, and, and growing in love for her family, her father, her grandmother, herself, her, her whole tribe. I say thank you for this, dear God. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. You're so welcome. Hmm. So we just we just let the heart expand. We just let the heart expand. 
to our written prayer requests here. Ah. So Sarah from Lima writes in, Happy New Year. Lots of good health and blessings to everyone. Lori from Durham. Hi. Happy New Year, Angela and everyone. So grateful for all you do. Uh, Charles in Detroit. Hi, Angela. Peace and blessings to you and all. I love what you are doing in the world. My prayer request is for blessing the launch of my publication company in 2021. May I experience clarity, focus, ease, grace in my meetings and preparation today. Wow. Wonderful, Thomas. Charles Thomas. Charles. Sorry. Okay. So let us pray. Well, sorry, that didn't sound so good. I'm going to fix something here. Hmm. So we give. Ah, so we center ourselves once again. And so much of God, so much of life is just beginning again. We begin again on behalf of Charles. How deeply grateful I am to know for Charles. Clarity. Clarity moving through and as him right now. Focus moving through and as him right now. Ease moving through and as him right now. Grace moving through and as him. There is infinite clarity, focus, ease and grace. This is what is happening in consciousness. And I accept that Charles is simply availing himself, availing himself to the clarity, to the focus, to the ease, to the grace that is occurring. And allowing the expression of clarity, focus, ease and grace in his meetings and preparation today. This is what I, we affirm and let be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So remember, you know, perhaps you're listening and as you pray for Charles, you too like the idea of clarity, focus, ease and grace. That sounds like a good idea to me. You're just saying yes, 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 yes to it for yourself as well. So Brittany writes in, sending blessings to those on the call, friends, family, pets, and those who need uplifting. May we be blessed in with loving life partners, prosperity, healing of our physical bodies, minds, hearts, and collective kindness. Beautiful, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you. I just say yes to that uh You know, as we receive the blessings Brittany offers, they expand and multiply. So thank you, Brittany. I so love that. I so appreciate that. Lee writes in from England, I just want to let go of regrets from the past. Ah, ah, Lee, boy. I can really feel that. I I I felt I I feel I have let go of a lot of regrets from my past. I used to say like I'm the best regretter of anybody I knew. Like I could regret like what I ordered for lunch. You know, I, I could regret the smallest thing, the biggest thing. You know, oh, and it's wonderful to be freed from that, where you you let go. And of course. Regrets of the past is imagining. If I'd done something different, something better would be occurring now. And, of course, that is all fantasy. 
that is all fantasy. You know, that's what your mind tells you. Your, your mind, the, the part of you that's just a problem-making factory that that is, you know, bent on suffering. So letting go of the of the of the regrets of the past is giving up the idea that something better could be happening now if only you had dot 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 if only you hadn't done this or done that said this or said that or left this person or connected to that person so we really want to bless what's happening presently presently Lee. I am knowing there is a divine holiness, a perfection, a beauty, a magnificence occurring right now where Lee is and everything that has come before this moment has been divinely orchestrated for this holy instant now to be revealed as it is. I'm just so deeply grateful to know Lee is free of all regret and that there is an opening to... It's just the way it's meant to be for me to open to the deeper love, the deeper joy, the deeper peace. Not a hair on Lee's head needs to be shifted to a different position for grace and mercy and peace and love and joy and prosperity to be known, to be realized, to be appreciated. I accept that Lee is in the perfect place at the perfect time and all is well. The past has no power over Lee. We release the past and enjoy the holy instant of this moment. I say thank you. And so it is amen, amen, amen. Jean in Albany, Albany, New York, please pray for the parents and family of two young men who have died in the past five days. Lives changed forever. One and only child who died accidentally after making the wrong decision. So sad. Ah, so we're wanting to know here as this prayer request comes in that there's a there's a bigger picture, there's a greater unfolding of 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 true love, of grace, of mercy. That in loss, even in devastating loss, there is opening, there is gain, there is realization of the eternal nature of love. Even that child who has transition to the greater yet to be, I am knowing a perfection that we can't even conceive is occurring right there where that being is. And in the unfolding of love, in the unfolding of peace, even that which is tragic has its exquisite transformational Bear with me. As it's exquisite transformational mercy. So I'm knowing all mercy, all grace surrounding the two families of the young men who have passed and the two young men. Grace and mercy, compassion beyond human understanding. This is happening right now. I let it be. I accept it is so and so. It is. Amen. 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 
Hi, Angela. This is from Lisa in Northern Virginia. (sighs) Hello, Angela. And thank you for keeping this weekly prayer tribe going. I want to pray for less hate and injury in the world and for it to decrease exponentially. I want to pray for greater love to prevail and grow exponentially in 2021. Blessings and health to all. Thank you. You know, I was thinking this morning, Lisa, um, just about this this idea of the awakening of the global heart. That as humanity grows, we are awakening to this greater compassion, greater love. And and I I suspect that is occurring. I suspect this is occurring. And I think your prayer request is part of this room. Like, it's your prayer intention to see something phenomenal. And I love what you wrote. Love to prevail and grow exponentially. I mean, that's a powerful prayer intention, Lisa. Love, greater love prevails and grows exponentially. Like, that's a powerful idea. And as you speak it, it's like I'm catching it. You know, I could say love grow and prevail, but hey, you know, maybe I won't notice it because it'll be so minuscule. (laughs) But when you say grow exponentially, maybe I'll even notice. Maybe it'll dawn on my consciousness. The world is more loving. The world is more loving. You know, it's been said it's darkest before the dawn. You know, could it be a dawning of greater love? Could this be happening and we're just receiving it? So I I join Lisa. I invite all of us to join Lisa. And so I bless Lisa. I bless her in this prayer request. I join her. I invite us all to join together in opening our hearts and minds to greater love prevailing within, through, and as our own life, to grow exponentially in, through, and as each of us personally, a world at peace. You know, a person at peace is a world at peace. Like, I've got my world, you've got your world. So right now where you are, love prevail. The love that you are is prevailing. The love that you are is growing exponentially. That means your sense of separation from love, your sense of worry, doubt, fear falls away that who and what you are, who and what I am, who and what we are in love prevails. Love prevails. Love prevails. Fear surrenders. Fear collapses. Fear dissolves. Love prevails. And not only does love prevail, love is prevailing exponentially. I accept this is occurring now. I say yes. I say yes. And I am grateful and thankful to be uplifted in love, greater love prevailing and growing exponentially in through and as each and every one of us, each and every person we love and throughout the entire world. For in the deepest way, we are one and we really love one another. We may not realize it, but that love is there. That's all that there is. I say thank you. It is done. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.
So Ruth from the UK writes in, you know, hi, Angela. Hope you and your family had a lovely Christmas. We truly did. Looking forward to prayer on the air today. This is a request that came in early. In your email last week, you talked about wholeness. Could you please ask what exactly you mean by this and pray for greater understanding of this? You know, this was such a gigantic aha moment for me, Ruth, in my um, evolution, in my spiritual studies and growth. And there is a quote by a man by the name of Ernest Holmes. And it is, if I'm quoting it correctly, it's the perception of wholeness heals. The perception of wholeness heals. So I'm in my office right now and I'm looking around. There's a there's a pot that I usually have a potted plant in. And the plant, I have a bathroom uh, connected to my office. And the plant is sitting in the sink in the bathroom around the corner. So when I look out at this little like side table next to a sofa in my office, I see the pot with no plant in it. I also see my thing I keep. I have this thing for tissue because before COVID, you know, I would see clients in my office. It's out of tissue. And I could look at, and it's it's not placed very well where the tissue container is and the pot with no plant. It's just kind of randomly on the table. Now, I can look at that table and go, that's a problem. There's no tissue in the tissue holder and the plant isn't there. And not only that, I noticed because I haven't been in here in a while uh, because I took a couple of weeks off, the plant <laughs> had not been watered. I'm laughing. It's not good, I guess. But anyway, and I could think, wow, no one, me, you know, really took care of that plant. There's not a plant in the pot. There's no tissue there. And the table and the everything on it isn't positioned correctly. So that would be an example of me not perceiving wholeness. That would be me perceiving something is wrong. So to the degree I perceive something is wrong, I'm perceiving through a sense of duality and fragmentation. The plant's in the bathroom, the pot is here, you know, the tissue's not here, and I know I'm not seeing people now, but, you know, I should have it right. You know, that's that's how most of us think. We think in terms of what should be and isn't, what isn't and should be, right? So that is the recipe for suffering. That is perceiving fragmentation. That is that is in the drama of suffering. Okay, so the perception of wholeness that heals would be, wow, there's a beautiful terracotta pot on a table that I love, on a table that was given to me by a friend that actually belongs to her former husband. I don't even know if he knows I have it. So that that's funny. And then I've got this thing that holds my tissue. And it was actually made, it's kind of this decoupage thing, from this delightful friend of mine, Kate. And I have this beautiful little ceramic thing on the table that says, pray more, worry less. And I could be grateful that the plan is getting water finally and just compassion for myself for not watering it and I could be prayerful that the plant kind of receives 
the water and it all works out like so. That would be perceiving wholeness. Wholeness is like everything is evolving. You know, maybe I need mercy and compassion and forgiveness. I have to forgive myself for forgetting all about the plant. So that's perceiving through wholeness. Everyone and everything is whole, even in process, right? Everything's a process in this dimension. You know, dead skin cells falling away, new cells coming, you know, being birthed, leaves falling, new leaves, you know, sprouting. It's it's seeing the wholeness happening through all the process. This is all whole rather than the judgment, right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. You know, it's that's what I'm talking about. The perception of wholeness heals. How can we see all through perceptions of wholeness? And that's how we do want to welcome in our 2021, in a willingness to perceive it whole. Whole. Holy. Isn't that interesting? Holy. Wholeness. Holy wholeness. We're going to the phones. Eileen, hello. What is your hello. interest? Hi. First of all, I appreciate that you have this hour of power. And I smiled when you were praying for someone that not one hair is out of place because there are times my hair follicles hurt. They seem to be laying the wrong way. And if I touch them, they're annoyed. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And um, so it made me smile. But I'm glad I smiled. What I need prayer for is, I'm having, mm, feeling a little depressed. And I thought about, well, sweetheart, make a gratitude list. And part of me is like, yeah, 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 whatever. And um, I didn't like that attitude. And then I thought about, I've heard that feelings are just like weather. They come and they go. And I'm thinking it's raining here in Southern California. And then there's a break and then there's rain. And I thought, I often try and push away depression or push away whatever I don't want to be feeling. And maybe I just need to let it rain for a bit and then it will dissipate on its own. So I need prayer to know right action or I don't really know what I need prayer for, but that's the state I'm in. Beautiful, beautiful. So I so appreciate what you're saying. And I think you're really, really, I would say, on the right track, like, you know, in, in one of uh, Stephen Levine's book, he writes a book about imagining he had a year left to live and how would he live it. And when he started it, he thought he would try to live every day to its fullest, you know. And he learned pretty quickly that to live well, you have to know how to have, he called it, have a bad day well. Mm-hmm. You know, to appreciate those, you know, we, we tend to moralize feelings. These are the good feelings, these are the bad feelings, but all feelings are whole. Even the depressed mood, the melancholy. There's a beautiful chapter in a book called Care of the Soul by Thomas More. I don't know if you have that book or have heard of it, but it's it's just one of the most transformational chapters in there about depression and how in other times in history, we didn't use the word depressed, you know, with so much of a clinical um, sensibility, but we use the words melancholy, sadness. And I like those words. Like, it's okay to feel sad. And it's okay to 
you know, have a melancholy mood and appreciate it. And you're saying something very key. Let it pass. Don't fight against it. You know, you're, yeah, 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 you could do the gratitude list. I, I don't think that's a bad attitude at all. That might be trying to whisk the mood away, right? The key that I think is so important and for me is really taught by Pima Chodron, the Buddhist monk, uh, nun, who says, you know, have the feeling but not the story. Mm. You know, so often if I'm sad or depressed or angry or all these, you know, feelings, oh, I don't want to feel those feelings, you know, I will tell myself a story about it. And the story is what distorts and prolongs the feeling and just see if you can feel and sense what's going on in your body and very gently, you know, given a depressed mood, given a sadness and melancholy, what would feel good to you right now? Maybe it would be putting on your favorite very cloth bathrobe. I'm saying that as if you have more than one, but I don't know why. But, you know, it's like just, you know, maybe it would feel good to just what would feel really good? What would feel really good to me right now? That inner wisdom within you will tell you. And I think the more we embrace our feelings rather than name them good and bad, the more we become fluid and and allow them. You know, there's a beautiful poem, The Guest House by Rumi. And he talks about every state of mind or feeling that comes is is a gift. So how is this depression a gift? How is this sadness a gift? So it feels like you're very much on the right track and in terms of the way you're allowing it. And I would just invite us all to pray. To pray for Eileen and all those who may, you know, feel called. It is hard sometimes to know what to do with the depression. Should we do anything with it, right? So we're just surrounding Eileen in love. Surrounding her in upliftment, not because what she's feeling is wrong or bad, but just because she's reached out to us today to be held in truth, to be held in Christ consciousness, to be held in the Buddhic mind and the Atman presence, to be held in acceptance, to be held in all is wellness. What an honor it is to hold Eileen in this truth. I give thanks. I release this word, I let go, I let God, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Hmm. Thank you, Angela. I wanted to just add one more thing. When my son was young, I taught him the word jubilant for really, really happy. And one day he asked me what was the word for really, really sad. And I said melancholy. And a day or two later he said to me, Mommy, I'm feeling very lemoncholy today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love that. So thank you Ah, for that memory. You're so welcome. You know, and already we can feel the lightness just in that memory from melancholy to lemoncholy. You know, from jubilation to melancholy to everything in between. You know, could we trust the movement, the movement, just the movement of life in through and as each of us? I'm just so grateful and thankful to be together on this call and it's time now for us to conclude this call and uh, what I want to do in concluding it is really truly bless you all, bless us in the new year. 
2021 is coming upon us. And uh, let us, let us, uh, as I close in prayer, we will, we will call forth the new year as I, as I said in the beginning, prayerfully. And prayerfully really means with an openness to be, to be delighted, to be delighted by, by life itself, by love itself, by the simple ability to breathe. I'm just deeply grateful, deeply grateful to know that where I am, love is, where you are, love is. To feel, to sense the mercy, the grace, the prosperity, the abundance, the gratitude of God. And let us, in our most open-hearted, open-minded way, open to 2021. And let us ask the deep eye within, what am I to know about this year, this coming new year? What am I to release as I move into it? What am I to embrace? And what would the innermost God tell me about this new year? Reveal to me about this new year. So I I leave us today with a listening heart. Could we be in a listening heart? Might we be in a listening heart in these days leading up to New Year's Eve and New Year's? Listening for the good news, listening for the divine direction. We all have it within us. I bless us in a listening heart, an open heart, a loving heart, a forgiving heart, a self-compassionate, self-loving, self-forgiving heart a self-acknowledging heart, even as we acknowledge love, forgive, and no compassion around us. So I bless 2021, each and every one of you. I always include myself in the prayers and all those whom I love. Blessings, blessings, blessings. And so it is Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you all for joining me and doing all this wonderful prayer work we've done all year together. I thank you. I'm unmuting our line now so everybody can say blessings and hear each other's voices as we go out. You're all unmuted. Blessings.